Okay, we're picking up in, uh, in the next segment here, Lesson 4, and um, we are uh, on the story of Elijah and Elisha. Uh, we just completed a section on submission between Elijah and Elisha. Uh, the second part that I believe is important in the training of young men and women is what we see in the life of Elijah and Elisha through servanthood. Um, the next time that we hear of Elisha after that 1 Kings chapter 19, uh, the next time we hear of him is in 2 Kings chapter 2 when it's time for Elijah uh, to be taken up by a whirlwind. And uh, I, we have to understand that this is, you know, this is a space of approximately 11 years um, between the time that Elijah puts his mantle upon Elisha and when the, t when the time is, is coming that Elijah is going to be taken up by a whirlwind. So what happens in that 11 years? The Bible doesn't give us a lot of detail, but there's things that we can obviously assume. Um, those 11 years, Elijah was followed by Elisha. Um, those 11 years, uh, whatever um, Elijah was asking to do, obviously Elisha accomplished um, those things, or or Elijah wouldn't have kept him with him. Um, within those 11 years, Elisha would have received training. Within those 11 years, Elisha would have seen miracles that God had done through the life of Elijah. 11 years, he gets to view Elijah's walk with God, and just before he's taken up, uh, Elijah's taken up by a whirlwind, he goes He's going to go through these three tests with Elisha. Uh, first, uh, he's going to go to Bethel, um, and he's he's uh, told Elisha, "Listen, I'm going to go to Bethel, but you wait here for my return." Uh, secondly, he's going to go to Jericho, tells Elisha to wait for his return. Uh, thirdly, he's going to go to Jordan, tells Elisha to wait for his return. But in all three instances, Elisha's response was. As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Um, so there was something within uh, the heart of Elisha, even after 11 years. He, he had a strong, strong dedication of serving Elijah. And so I want us to look at um, these three challenges or three tests that Elisha was going to go through because first of all um, he was to go to Bethel. Now Bethel represents or or speaks about the house of God. Uh, you you could see uh, this example of the house of God maybe being um, not a not a hard thing to do when it comes to serving. Most people have no trouble serving God at the house of God. Uh, that's where everything goes okay, maybe. That's where uh, you get to spend time with God on a regular basis. You're, you feel good. You have a, a great experience. Or you're refreshed. You're renewed. You're revived in those types of settings. Uh, and uh, But yet, uh, of course, at the house of God, it is also important to serve God. This is the first test that Elisha goes through. Elijah says, I'm going to Bethel, the house of God. And Elisha's response is, if you're going there, I'm going there too. I, I have to be with you. So uh, I think uh, when it comes to training young men and women, understanding this 
process of servanthood and, and saying, you know what, um, it's a good foundation, serving God at the house of God. Obviously, that's uh, something that should be automatic for anybody that you're training. Secondly, uh, you have the test of them going to Jericho. Um, now, this probably comes from the Hebrew word ruach, which means to anticipate or to go from feeling to faith. Um, now, in every person's walk with God, when they first start serving God, uh, there is an incredible, uh, incredible walk of feeling, incredible uh, joy and incredible uh, change that they they see in their life. And, and a lot of those days of serving God, they, they feel good. But after a period of time, you know, with everyone it's a little different, um, but you know, you could, uh, with the experiences that I've seen with new converts, probably somewhere in the year to two years, there's a change that happens in their life. A change that happens in the fact of, it, their life goes from feeling to faith. And, uh, this is seen through the story of servanthood when it comes to Elijah and Elisha. Um, you know, you would think after 11 years, um, this whole idea of feeling good, of being with Elijah, that, that would be well passed, obviously. Um, now Elisha is with Elijah, not just on feeling, he's with him on faith. And the challenge is, uh, Elijah says, I'm going to Jericho. Uh, you stay here and wait for my return. But Elisha says, absolutely not. As long as you're going to Jericho, I'm going to Jericho. This is not about feeling. It's about faith. I don't understand maybe everything that you're trying to train me in, everything that you're trying to teach me, but I've got uh, a strong commitment to serve in whatever capacity possible. So now you're going to have to imagine what, you know, what God is doing through your serving or your walking by faith and not by sight. There's going to be times when you're serving uh, maybe the person that's training you or and you're wondering, I, I just, I wouldn't do it that way or I, I don't understand why it's that way. I don't understand exactly why I have to do what I'm being asked. But uh, there's an important point in this transferring Elijah's anointed mantle this team ministry, team work. The important point of that, obviously, is serving. And uh, sometimes, you're, sometimes you're challenged, but I can guarantee you, uh, God is, He's always out for your best interest if you will just keep serving, serving, serving. Uh, thirdly, the test is to go to Jordan. Uh, Elijah says, I'm going to go to Jordan, Elisha, you stay here. Uh, now, Jordan, in, in this case, means to go downwards. Uh, the real test of a servant uh, is if you're willing uh, to go down, make yourself of no reputation, take on, as the Lord did, the form of a servant. The real test of serving and learning to serve is whether you and I are willing to take the bowl and the towel like Jesus did and become a servant. This was a big question uh, in the life of Elisha. And his response was, if you are going to Jordan, then I'm going to Jordan. So you see the progression of these three tests, the house of God, feeling, changing to faith, and going downwards. And there's going to be times uh, that you're being trained 
there's going to be times that the person training you, uh, there's going to be challenges with that. But I can guarantee you if both um, parties, both people, both sides commit to serving, uh, there is great rewards. You can see that it came to pass as they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of the Spirit be upon me. Elisha never lost his ability to serve. And what's interesting, the Bible records 18 encounters between Elisha and the need of people following. He had a ministry that lasted for over 50 years. It had major impact upon different nations like Israel and Judah and Moab and Aram. Uh, he was a man of integrity and did not try to enrich himself at others' expense. He continued, even after uh, his, his time with Elijah, he continued this attitude of serving. I don't think we can ever get too big or too important to serve. And you see that throughout Scripture, Malachi 3 and 14, Matthew 6, 24, Matthew 4 and 10, uh, Romans 6 and 6, Romans 7 and 6, and Roman, or Psalms 100 verse 2. These are all great examples of uh, verses uh, when it comes to serving and serving the Lord in whatever capacity. I, I want to give you an example uh, and this is uh, something that you can study extra on your own, but it comes from um, Genesis 24, verses 3 to 66. It's a whole process, whole um, uh, when it comes to Abraham's servant. is speaking about Eliezer, and uh, you'll see through Abraham's servant a lot of these things that I'm talking about when it comes to serving, he accepted the challenge. He, he examined the alternatives, promised to follow instructions, made a plan, submitted to the plan of God, prayed for guidance. Uh, he devised a strategy with room for God to operate in that strategy. He waited, he watched closely, accepted the answer thankfully, explained the situation to the concerned parties involved. He refused unnecessary delay and he followed through with an entire plan. You can see that through verses 3 to 66, those things that I mentioned in uh, the life of Abraham's servant. What was it? He was willing to serve. And so when it comes to training young men and women, it's absolutely important, not only that we are submitted to each other, um, but we're also willing to serve each other. The person training must be willing to put time and effort and to impart knowledge be willing to serve the person you're training. And obviously the one being trained must be willing also to serve the one that is training. And we will finish off uh, the last part of this in the next section. Okay, we're going to finish off the last section uh, with the third word uh, that we have focused on throughout the life of Elijah and Elisha, and that word is sacrifice. Sacrifice is to give something valuable uh, to God. And so I want to focus on what happened in this story. First Kings chapter 19 and 21 New Living Translation says, Elisha then returned to his oxen, killed them, used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh, 
he passed around the meat to the other plowmen and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. Uh, I want you to notice um, he started by killing his oxen. Elisha made a strong commitment to follow Elijah. He was going to make sure that there was nothing to come back to. He, uh, without them, he, would, uh, he could not return to his life uh, as a wealthy farmer. It was impossible. This, this meal was more than a, a, a feast among farmers. It was an offering of giving all for God. And um, when it comes to young men and women uh, being trained for ministries, uh, it's absolutely crucial that sacrifice is still part of that training. Uh, listen, the giving of the blessing that God has bestowed upon you and I, uh, we need to give of our time. We need to give, obviously, our time to word and prayer. And most of all, we must give him our heart, our talent, our abilities. Um, I, de I desire to give of the things as a sacrifice, uh, not out of necessity, but a heart that says, God, I just want to give you everything I, get, I can for the development of my ministry and for the expansion of your kingdom. Our motives and our desires must be pure. Not to get from God what I can get, but rather that uh, because he is sovereign and he's almighty, God, I'm going to give back to you everything possible. And of course, you see uh, an example in Matthew chapter 3. Um, Jesus is talking to his disciples, uh, uh, and then he's talking to them about fasting. And you see that in chapter 3. Also, we'll see it in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, we'll focus on uh, verses 16 to 18. It says, Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad, sad countenance, where they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Notice two things that happened here. Um, number one, it says, anoint thine head. Be prepared in prayer. Jesus had just... Uh, gone and uh, he had taught his disciples how to pray and so he's he's telling them listen i want you to anoint your head uh secondly to wash thy face so what do these two things do there's something about anointing the head uh, asking god listen god i want you to take uh, my mind my thoughts face uh, which would be my desires my motives and i want to make sure those are all right because if if those things are right, then my sacrifice comes across as being genuine and being sincere and uh, being pure. That's why David said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Uh, there's something about uh, this, this key word of sacrifice that I'm not trying to do it for personal gain, but rather I'm trying to give back everything possible to God. Now, look at the life of Elijah and Elisha. Uh, we've already mentioned, Elisha took his oxen, sacrificed those. That was, that was what he had. That's what he owned. That's what was his living. That's uh, the most valuable items that he owned. And he gave those 
as a sacrifice saying, listen, I'm not coming back. I don't want anything to return to here. I am putting everything on the line and committing the rest of my life to following uh, the work of the Lord. In Elijah's case, his sacrifice was taking his mantle and giving that to Elisha. He sacrificed the, you know, he was the prophet. He was the man of God. And, you know, um, why, why is that important? Well, you'll see through the life of Elisha that actually uh, plenty more miracles are done through Elisha's life than through Elijah. Uh, if Elijah was unwilling to sacrifice, uh, then the miracles that happened through Elisha's life would have not taken place. Or if Elijah had have said, you know what, I'm, I'm not really too, con too interested in someone surpassing my ministry, someone being uh, more used uh, by God than I. If, if that had been Elijah's, uh, Elijah's re uh, approach, can you imagine the, the lack of miracles that would have happened? No, that wasn't his approach. His approach was, I am going to sacrifice, I'm going to put into, I'm going to train, I'm going to impart everything I can to this man that God has told me to anoint. And so uh, you'll see through uh, these instances of submission, servanthood, and sacrifice, it wasn't one-sided. It was two-sided. Uh, in each case, Elijah submitted, served, sacrificed. And also in return, Elisha submitted, served, and sacrificed. What a great example of how ministry is supposed to be. God will put people in your path to train if you're willing to take that approach. If you take that approach, there is no telling that your training of young men and women, how powerful and how awesome they're going to be in the kingdom. And God will use uh, those young men and women because of your willingness to put into their life. Um, take, take the example of this word team, transferring Elijah's anointed mantle and use it to train young men and women for the kingdom. Uh, allow the power of leverage uh, of you uh, being part of their ministries and God in return will not only bless uh, your efforts but will bless theirs.